welcome to Flip the Library, the Gwinnett County Public Library podcast. My name is Melissa Gramot, manager of the Snellville branch. And I'm Steve Thomas, manager of the Collins Hill branch. Though the library has closed its physical locations due to the coronavirus pandemic, staff continue to get work done at home, and some of the work that is most visible to our customers is being done by our youth services staff. So today on the podcast, we welcome youth services manager Patty Reber to talk about that work. Welcome, Patty. Hi. <laughs> um, so... All of us are dealing with the unique challenge of working from home, Um, but can you talk about some of the challenges with that arrangement specifically for youth services staff? Well, um, since our primary job was to do programming both out in the community and in the schools and in the branches, uh, with all of that being shut down, uh, that became an issue of how do we continue to provide quality programming to people. So we kind of figured out that the possibility of closure was coming. Uh, The Monday before we closed, we actually got together and filmed a bunch of content, us reading a lot of books, doing this crazy thing called Tiny Puppet Theater, some songs, And we figured we would have this stuff available so that if we did close and have to stop doing programming completely, that we would have something that we could make into kind of a little show that we call Storytime Takeout, which we did. (laughs) Like, turned out yet that we got the notice that we were closing. So the next day, we all uh, sat down at our respective computers and learned a lot about iMovie. I've learned a lot of uh, new skills this this couple of weeks. we have Storytime Takeout that goes out. I need to look up our schedule, actually. Is that the Tuesdays and Thursdays? That's Tuesdays and Thursdays. And we've slowly been adding more and more content. We have a branch out show that goes up on Mondays. We have Storytime Takeout on Tuesdays at 1130. And then we actually have started a Storytime Afternoon that goes up at 3 o'clock. On Wednesdays, Sarah is doing Backyard Biology which is where she goes out into her backyard and finds something to talk about. We have done dogwood trees and bird's nests so far. Uh, Thursday, we're doing crafts at home and then storytime afternoon. And Friday, we have a storytime takeout again. So that's sort of our schedule right now. Although we are coming up with more stuff. um, Catherine is filming some sewing videos. We're going to be doing kind of a virtual sewing club. I think we're starting with a mask tutorial. I think we're going to start doing bedtime stories as well. We're keeping very busy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, that I guess you kind of answered question number two. What new projects are you and your department working on? So um, in addition to the ones that have been released, are there any new ones that you can tell us about? I know right now that Jana is working on some new that are new things that are either going to be new segments of Storytime Takeout, like we've got some flannel boards and things like that, or um, we're also have some science experiments. We're trying to come up with some simple things that people could do at home with stuff they already have because nobody wants to go out and buy things. Um, so we're looking around our homes and kind of trying to figure out, well, what kind of science experiments, how can we take what we have 
the materials for and kind of convert them to everyday materials that people can use at home. So we have some of those coming up soon. Um, We're also looking forward to things that we can do coming up. So we uh, have a nailed it challenge coming up. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I have to go bake something after this. (laughs) (laughs) We will see how well that goes. (laughs) That's the fun part. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So So do we we have a skilled baker that's going to bake the good looking one and then somebody else is going to, you're going to, and you then Patty, you're going to make the other version. (laughs) (laughs) It's, um, so we've given each other challenges. So we decided the easiest way to do it is, uh, we divided into kind of sets of three and, we challenged uh, Aaron, Sarah, and I. No, wait, sorry. Aaron, Jana, and I challenged Sarah, Catherine, and Dawn to create something edible based on To Kill a Mockingbird. And they have challenged the three of us to create something edible based on Twilight. <laughs> <laughs> And do you are you all working together as a team, or is it all three of you are making your own? We are all three making our own, and then people will get to vote on the best creation. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, I think it's just going to be something fun for patrons to do on our website and stuff. I really I have to give a shout out to Sonia, who is running our social media, and she's just doing a fantastic job. We give her our daily distractions every day, and she posts those, but she's also posting, like, we were giving her trivia contests that she's kind of got running up, and we're just trying to keep stuff out there on our social media platforms for people, just to keep them entertained, if nothing else, because everybody's looking for something to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, we definitely need those distractions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, Patty, you're talking about all the things that you guys are doing, and that's fantastic. But is there anything else that branch staff could be doing to help you and your department during the closure? We actually already have some branch staff that are helping. We put out a call to the ELAs to record themselves reading books or singing some songs, doing like little story times at home. And we've had some of them send them in. That's how we're able to expand our offerings. So that's like our story time afternoons and we can add them in our story time takeouts. So I think that's really nice too, because while we have our youth services team and we've got a lot of books and we've recorded a lot of things, I think it's always nice for our customers if they come on and they see their librarian, the person who does their story times, they can be like, oh, that's Miss Hannah. Oh, that's Miss Nikki. Because I think part of what it is, is these kids missing that routine. So anytime if anybody wants to record themselves reading or um, singing a song, doing finger plays, if they've got like a felt board at home. If any of our ELAs want to do that, that would be awesome. I actually have a sheet that the I think it's Toronto or possibly Calgary Public Library put together that's sort of best practices for filming yourself at home that I'm, I will be glad to share with anybody who wants it. It just talks about like lighting and creating a neutral background and just how to do it. 
And if anybody films something, they can send it to us and we'll be glad to do the editing and make it look nice and put it up. Um, so anytime we put out a call for anything, if people will, will respond to that, um, we've got this platform now where we're providing content, which I think is great. Programming is important, especially right now when people are looking for things to do. But I'm thinking about ways to create that sense of community that the library has too. And how do we do that? Um, and my first thought was our book clubs. If you have a regular book club, um, are you going to keep holding it? Are you doing that over Google Hangouts? Or are you using Zoom? And so I'm curious to hear if any of the branch staff are doing that and how it goes, because that's something we've been talking about in these services about like maybe creating a book club or um, if you've got a tech group that's like close, maybe you do a virtual hangout with your tech group and just so they can see each other and then chat and talk and stuff like that. So I'm curious to see if, if branch staff are doing that and how it's going and if, you know, if there's a way we can help there or if it's something we we can create and maybe hand off to branch staff. So that sort of thing. A lot of libraries are talking now about these services that we're offering, which are all great. But does that mean when we reopen and we get back to quote unquote normal, does all this go away? Or have we created a new expectation that, look, we offer online story time. We offer this, we offer that. Do we just take that away from them or do we keep it going? Well, I think that's actually a really interesting question. Part of it is going to be around copyright law. Because right now, publishers are being just, like, super lenient and are kind of like, no rules on Fury Road, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, But I think when we do have the ability to to be back together in groups and in person, there probably will tighten up restrictions a little bit and it'll go back to being – I definitely think we'll still be able to do story times live like we have – we've done in the past we've streamed our story times live they just don't stay up as a recording because that's how we're allowed to do that from copyright perspective you can't just read a book on the internet and have it up forever because that violates copyright so i think i actually would really love to keep some of our stuff going uh we'd probably have to tweak it a little bit like i said so that it didn't live forever on the internet but i I don't see any reason why we should stop. We'd scale back probably because there wouldn't be people at home to watch it as much as it is, but it's sort of one of those um, unintentional good things. I think that we are increasing our social media presence and people are becoming more aware of the fact that we have a Facebook and we have an Instagram and we have Twitter and we're out there. And so I hope that our audience builds and we do get to continue some of these things um well because there is something like the backyard biology that doesn't have any copyright you know to it so you could just keep doing that indefinitely basically and sarah really she's great with the science program she does science programs with a lot of the homeschoolers so it really isn't that much of a jump to just film it and keep doing stuff like that i think they're awesome and i think it's great that we have that out there we're also i think we finally we had some sort of issue with our youtube channel for a while i don't know all the details about it but i know we've got our youtube presence back 
and a lot of our stuff can live there. And so like, I think it's great that we have the backyard biologies can stay up there and our songs we've been doing literacy tips on Wednesdays for over a year now. And so I think we'll continue doing those. And so it's not that we're doing so much that what we're doing is new. It's that we've just sort of expanded it. <laughs> the delivery method isn't, is new maybe, but <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but the services are still the same. Yep. Although I will say Don's bad jokes with dogs <laughs> is probably my favorite thing that we've done. <laughs> for, for not being a dad, he is great with dad jokes. <laughs> <Yes>. Right? <laughs> Should I leave that in, Steve? <laughs> I, it's up to you. <laughs> He's a dog dad. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> a parent. So now we can jump to uh src see i'm so mm-hmm. proud of myself i said c <laughs> <laughs> it's probably better than i'm gonna do <laughs> so patty can you tell us about the 2020 summer reading challenge what are some of the changes that have been made um to accommodate this unique year well the biggest change is going to be we're not doing in branch programming which I know is a bit of a disappointment, I think, for everybody. Everybody kind of likes planning out their summer, and and everybody's already planned their summer, I know. Um, But uh, just to be truly safe, we don't want big gatherings, and so we're canceling summer programming. So that means uh, we're going to have to beef up our online stuff. (laughs) We um, use services, sat down, and... Really, the credit goes to Don and Sarah and Catherine, um, who sat down and just laid out this great proposal for what does summer reading look like if we have to go virtual. And they, we kind of thought about everything from like, how do you market a virtual summer reading program to what does that mean for prizes and programming and just participation in general? We are in a good place in the sense that we already use Beanstack. So our summer reading challenge, like the actual physical doing, tracking the reading and tracking your challenges and stuff is already online. And we've been online for a while. So our customers are kind of used to that which puts us at an advantage over other library systems who haven't done Beanstack ever. So not really anything is changing in the actual program. People are still going to log into Beanstack. They're still going to log the time they spend reading. We're still going to have challenges for them to do. Um, That doesn't change. They're going to earn points. And the points get them badges. That's that's all staying the same. We are going to tweak it a little bit. There's going to be more challenges for people to do. Because I think at that point, let's be honest, kids are kind of going to be tired of reading. <laughs> How long have they been cramped up in their houses reading for school and trying to do all this stuff? So we're going to have the reading, but we're trying to come up with more fun things that kids are able to do 
in their homes, in their yards, in their neighborhoods. Um, so we'll have that. And then we're actually going to be creating some weekly badges. So there'll be special badges that you can only earn for like one week at a time. And they'll be tied to the online programming that we're going to be offering. And we're going to come up with programming for babies. Like for Mondays is going to be babies. Tuesdays is going to be preschoolers. Uh, Wednesday is going to be tweens. Thursday is going to be teens. Friday is going to be adults. So we're going to come up with different programming for every age range. And it's each week, it's going to be based on a different theme. Like it might be fantasy the first week. It might be romance the second week, some sort of theme that it's going to go. And then the online programming will be something that they can participate in. And then there'll be like a question or codes or something that if they do the online programming, they can then put it into Beanstack and they'll get that special badge for that week. So we're going to try to tie those two together. So that's kind of a new thing that we're going to try to do. We are still kind of trying to figure out what prizes look like in we don't know. <laughs> like I said, uh, we have some ideas, but nothing definite because we're not sure if we want to hand things out, you know, or if people are even going to be able to come in to get them. Uh, everything's sort of up in the air there. We will have something figured out by the time summer starts. <laughs> it might just be badges and recognition on our social media. Uh, and then we save our... Uh, book prizes and stuff and we'll do a winter reading program maybe or we'll do a program when people can safely come in and get their prizes and books we're never going to have a problem giving out book prizes yes (laughs) (laughs) we'll find Um, these for the books right i think what changes a lot is marketing it because we really are going to have to push that this is something that we're doing and that's going to require a lot of people talking about it. And I think when you ask what branch staff can do, I think one of the biggest things they can do is just tell people what we're doing, use their own social media accounts to like link to stuff we put out, um, share our Facebook posts, you know, things like that. Say, tell their circles of people that they're talking to that we are here we're offering services. There are programs online. They can access, you know, so many resources online. Because I think people don't, the people in the know know, but I think most people don't think about the library as a non-physical presence. So any kind of pushing out of that would be awesome, especially when it starts, we're talking about summer. We're really going to have to push that. We have talked some about how maybe putting up some flyers on grocery store bulletin boards because that's some place that we think you know is going to be open and people are going to go maybe putting up a flyer at food banks you know i would love to be able to hand out paper flyers but i also don't want to hand out paper flyers because i don't want to hand out anything so but putting up some sort of notice or sign or something or or 
communicating with the people running the food banks and communicating with the schools, especially to tell their kids, you know, this is something we are doing to go online that they can do this during the summer. The other part of it is we want to have a special school sort of thing where the school that has the most readers at the end of the summer, that the school gets a prize. Like we may not be able to give out books individually to everybody, but we could give it to the, we could give a collection of books to the school that has the most readers or the most participants. So we're looking at at that and really coordinating with the schools because it's going to take a big marketing push, I think, to get people to to continue to to remember that summer reading is happening. <laughs> right. And and so um, staff who maybe once a year, you know, uses Beanstack and we've got some new staff. Um, can you talk a little bit about the um, staff challenge that you guys have set up to get people using um, um, hands on using Beanstack? Yes, we launched that yesterday. It uh, is the staff challenge. So what you should see, we're we're finding little tweaks (laughs) because there's always little tweaks. But if you log into Beanstack, you should see uh, an option to join the staff summer reading challenge. If you don't, you should email the youth services team because... It might be, especially if you're a new employee that wasn't here last summer, your account may not have staff access. It may just be patron access. So we'll have to go in and change that. One of the things we didn't get a chance to do was go through the list of every employee and check every employee's email address and make sure everybody had the right kind of access in the in Beanstack. So if you're creating a new account or if your account... When you log in, you don't see an option to join the Staff Summer Reading Challenge. Email the youth services team or me or any member of the youth services team, and we will go in and fix it. And we'll give you – because chances are it's probably that you don't have the right uh, level of access. Um, We designed it to do two things. One is you can track your reading, and I figured – Right now, we probably have time to read and to look at some of our collections. Maybe you're checking out some of our ebooks, or you're looking at Press Reader, or you're checking out our audiobooks, or maybe you have a bunch of our books at home that you checked out before this happened. Um, and anything you read, you can log and count. And I figure that that all goes along with like helping staff development when we do get back because you've read some of the collection and that helps with your reader's advisory. So that counts and that's good. And so then we have that kind of section. So you're learning how to track things. So if patrons have questions about how to, how do you track your reading? How do you do this? You can answer those questions. We also have challenges that you can do, different badges you can earn. And each challenge is doing something in Beanstack. So it's looking up an account, it's changing a PIN number, it's running a report. So that by doing this, the challenges, you're also learning how the administrative side of Beanstack works. Because we wanted to kind of have it be a fun way of learning. And that allows us to like see who's done it and it automatically puts you into a drawing. And we decided that staff never seem to get prizes for summer readings. So this time we're going to give them prizes. 
And so we're drawing for three uh, Starbucks gift cards every week. We are still going to do that. Even if we're not all together, we will be doing the drawings and keeping a list of the winners so that when we can safely hand out the prizes, you will, you can still get your prize. (laughs) We thought about that and we're like, no, we really want to keep this part. Like, I think that that's part of the fun. Um, and I think by the time we are able to safely hand out these prizes, people will really, really appreciate being able to go to Starbucks to get a cup of coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they will. I miss Starbucks. <laughs> I miss everywhere. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, yeah. Like, I've been in my house since, like, March 17th. <laughs> that leads to the last question. What have you been doing to pass the time? <laughs> it's not right to say anxiety crying in my shower, is it? <laughs> That's honest, but maybe not. <laughs> maybe a little more uplifting answer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it's weird. I haven't gotten a lot of reading done. Um, I just, my attention span has been real low. So I, as much as I want to read, I haven't really been reading. I've been watching a lot of TV. Shit's Creek, Lock and Key is another one that I started watching that's really good. I've enjoyed that. I, I've been enjoying all of the like streaming things that people are offering. Um, like I said, I watched the London National Theatre's production of One Man, Two Governors, which was great. A podcast that I really, really love called Thrilling Adventure Hour. It they are they have been off the air. I don't know what you call it when a podcast ends. <laughs> <laughs> they ended like two or three years ago, and. They've had, they came back together and did a live show over Zoom. So every character was in their own house. And, but they did a whole, they had their whole script and they did a live show. And I think it was like $5 for ticket and the money went to Feeding America or various food banks. And they're doing another one on Saturday, which I'm super excited about. Kind of it. Um, I will say, I think my favorite thing is there's an author, a children's book author named Mac Barnett, who has started on his Instagram every day at 3 o'clock Eastern time. He reads one of his picture books, and it's called the Max Book Club Show Book Club. (laughs) (laughs) And he wears a different hat every day, and they read a different book every day. And it is charming and delightful and just one of those things that's just a little like 10 minute 15 minute little delightful moment yeah it's great all these things that authors are doing of their own readings and stuff and i mean i haven't had a chance to look at them yet but i know mo willems was like doing drawing classes and dave pilkey's doing something i haven't got a chance to look at yet but all kinds of authors are doing all these great things oh there's so many um it's hilarious because um Instagram has really taken over as like Instagram lives and Instagram TV is where a lot of authors are doing things. Greg Pizzoli is doing Instagram live every morning. He's another children's author. Um, And it's not just kids I've seen. It's there have been young adult authors. Nick Stone 
and Angie Thomas have been getting online and having conversations about writing and all sorts of stuff, like almost every night. And um, Victoria Schwab has started a, oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's But it's like she's interviewing different authors and that there's, oh, I think it's called No Right Way, W-R-I-T-E. So it's like writing. And so they talk about the writing process and stuff, which I think is really cool. So there's like some stuff out there for young adults and teens and adults as well, which is nice. Well, thank you for sharing and uh, stay healthy. And we all appreciate the hard work that you and youth services and everyone is doing over there. Thank you. You know, we're actually kind of finding it fun. It's it's a fun challenge. Um, you know, that make lemonade sort of thing. We would prefer yes. to be out there and seeing people, but if we can't, want to have as much fun with it as possible. And still keeping in touch with our community and keeping them um, entertained and everything. So, I really hope so. I really hope that people enjoy this as much as we enjoy making it. I know we've had a lot of people watching it. We've had a lot of good views. So I, I yeah. hope that they're getting something out of it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Patty, for um, letting us know what you guys are doing now and what the plan is for summer. Excellent. It's so nice to actually see other people. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice to see you too. Right. Bye-bye. All right. Bye.